Hey there, pants people. We've got stickers, four inch glossy decals. We want to give them to you. All you need to do is rate the podcast wherever you listen and then contact us on social media at Fantasy Pants Pod or email us at fantasypantspodcast at gmail.com and we'll send you a sticker for free. Hey everybody, uh, dry, sarcastic, wit here. Uh, microbiologists are pretty big. Uh, so if you want to just follow the, the show on, on Instagram, uh, check us out on Facebook, leave a, a rate and review. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, thank you so much. before I take my annual vacation. <laughs> I'm off to honor the Covenant Guards of God's Breath during the Awakening Festival. <laughs> I won't be returning to God's Breath proper. I will spend some time here in the city in quiet prayer and celebration. To those folks in the town of Promise, I wish you all an amazing festival. I know times have been tough in the ribbon, and I understand the fears that prey on each and every heart in our land. Here's hoping that the songs and stories of our world's history will reach the ears of the Covenant Guards and remind them of the people they once saved and left behind. Keep singing God's breath, and someday the gods will hear you. As for the rest of you folks out there, I'll look forward to speaking with y'all again in a few days. Now I know tensions are still high right now, especially in the wake of the speaker's latest announcement involving the good people of Tythos. I'll pray for them too, that their souls may be at rest. We'll be back soon, good folks, to keep telling our stories and to make sure none of those we've lost or ever truly forgotten. Do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> there it is. Oh shit, I didn't grab a I didn't grab a can. Mm, what the heck? Aren't you oh, thirsty no. boy? Stand by for two seconds. <laughs> Guys, talk. Banter. Banter. We'll, banter. We'll cut this. We'll cut this. We finally had black garlic. No, we're not vamp. Hurry, vamp. Vamp! No, seriously, we have black garlic. I had it. Well, yeah, but don't it you happened. think Jeremy wants to talk about black garlic? Yeah, only dares opinion. <laughs> They've been waiting for my opinion and mine alone. All right, let's hear it. It's all right. Hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Lame. <laughs> so now, so now, three people are underwhelmed. Great. <laughs> Were you also underwhelmed? No, I'm underwhelmed by your reaction. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. same. How do you? How do you not? absolutely fall in love with black garlic the first time you have it i I mean it was good i mean like i don't know it was weird because it's garlic i don't like that garlic didn't taste like garlic it's quite a tasty treat it's all right yeah it's it's good it's good it's just like a garlicky raisin (laughs) that's not a great (laughs) script i don't want that i don't sit there at home in the fucking bubble bath and say if only i had garlicky raisin right now. how many bubble baths have you taken as an adult i mean like none that's the correct answer (laughs) That's kind of what I was. I mean, like, I, I don't fault anybody who wants to take a bubble bath. I just like the the logistics of taking a bubble bath just don't work for me. It's I mean, so it, hard. If, if if I had like a big jacuzzi tub, that would be wonderful. Sure, 
But I mean, being like six foot three, six foot four, <laughs> trying to fit yeah. in just a regular size, fuck, gross. It just feels gross. Your mm. knees are tapping the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you're just sitting in your own filth too. Yeah, that too. I mean, the 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 counterpoint I've heard is like, you don't have to be dirty to take a bath. You can just be like. Oh, you know, even if I took a shower this morning, I don't know. I'm just going to relax in the bubble bath because I think it's nice, but I personally don't think it's nice. But, it you're, just, but you're, just also, you're also a man that just accumulates filth constantly on his body. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean so I'm just, I should just take baths every like six hours. Yeah. Or, I mean, just never at all. It's, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just quit while I'm ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Uh. All so right, that yeah. was that was it, huh? That was banter. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just there. There you go, listeners. That's all we got for today. <clears throat> See you next week. <laughs> we'll call it the oh, the boy. black garlic we've been building up for months. Yeah, it's it's been what it's been at least like three episodes since the last time you said, "Yeah, I'm going to bring black garlic next week." Well, yeah, because I I made it to give out as Christmas gifts. It is now it after Valentine's Day. Well, when you hype something right up for too track. long. You know, I had this, I, I was so hyped. I had this uh, uh, impossible dream in my mind that could not be lived up to. So it's really, it's your own fault for timeliness. I mean, a lack I, of it. I, you know, it was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought it lived up to it just fine. Yeah. I saw the black garlic and I was like, oh my God. And then I spread that black garlic on a piece of ciabatta bread, ate it and said, Oh my God! So, so Jeremy, get this. This is for Jeremy. This is just for Jeremy, Dave. You can you, know, you can take your headphones off or something if you want. For for Valentine's Day, I got the um, the pasta roller attachment for my KitchenAid mixer. Wow! Ooh. So I, I actually the day I don't nice. know, yeah it was it was Valentine's Day. I made. I don't know how this relates to just me and not David. But well, go well, on. I'm getting I'm gonna get to it. So I made I made ravioli, a nice thing to do yeah. on Valentine's Day with yeah. my Valentine's Day gift. Um, but now I still have some black garlic left over. And Ooh. I plan to make um, black garlic pasta oh. with like black garlic in the pasta dough. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Stay tuned. I will. I will test that out for you. Yeah, Absolutely. David, you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. <laughs> Just kidding. Right Look, here. it might come down to nausea. That's that's fair. Yeah, that's, I have yeah. a nausea. I've never had a sense of smell, um, so I don't really have like my, I think my tastes are a little off. Uh, which is probably a strange feature for a uh, a career <clears throat> cook, mm. but yeah. I, I might have told Jeremy this, but this is the best way I could describe it to anybody. I was having a conversation with David one time about about his asnosmia, and uh, the way he put it is that Pepsi and Dr Pepper pretty much taste the same to you. They taste like really good. There's <clears throat> sugar, really? sugar yeah. and fizz. I like that. Interesting. So I think I think he gets the broad strokes. Yeah. Of of okay. flavor. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it's been explained to me. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So with that, speaking of build up, we've been building up this new arc for an entire episode now, gentlemen. I think that people want to see you leave the Citadel. Move on to something new and exciting. What do you think? You ready for that? Let's get off this gem. I mean, my cherry delights are in peril, so I'm a little... Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What, apprehensive is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. Remember how little, awful little the last episode ended? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just talked over you the whole time there. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yes, I forgot about that. That is a uh, that is a situation, and one that if you want to do something about, you're going to need to to see this quest through, because you finally found someone that could potentially reveal your footage to the world, make you luminaries, make you protected by the sort of mass population by the people. Uh, you'll basically no longer be uh, able to be like pulled down uh, by the speakers for the ancestors, by Shole, by Cirilla. It's your only chance. But the man who could show this footage needs bodyguards. And if he dies on the world of God's breath and the events to come, what happens then? Not only do you lose your shot, perhaps your only shot, we also lose the narrator of our story. So I guess we might as well just shut the podcast down at <laughs> well, that point. <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess I'm not going to throw away my shot. <sighs> Steven doesn't get it. David does. I missed it. I mean, I love it. <laughs> Zoom. That's the sound of that one going right over my head. Let me guess. Hold on. Hold on. Let me guess. Yeah. Um. Oliver Twist. Nope. Nope. It's Alexander Hamilton. There you oh. go. Okay. It's a line from Alexander Hamilton. And, right. and, now, <clears throat> and, now, and now we get hit with copyright. Yeah. Was, there we go. I was in the right genre. Uh, That's true. So. We discussed last time, and let's hit me with that sirenscape just a little bit here. Ooh, yeah. Oh, you know, the bird sounds are weird in, that, in retrospect, because, like, oh, you know what? There's trees. There's birds. Why not? Why can't there be birds, Stephen? Why why, yeah, why is there not life on the Radiant Citadel? There is life. Damn it, Stephen. Yeah. You naysayer. So, <laughs> you awaken there. The light of the gem sort of slowly begins to glow and glow and glow until this sort of broad daylight uh, hits uh, the, the, the great fossil upon which the city is built. A city known as the Radiant Citadel, the gateway between worlds. As you awaken, you realize it's pretty early in the morning, probably around 7 o'clock. And from what you heard, the Jasper gem that leaves for God's breath on this day is going to leave around 8 now, I will ask you this. Is there anything you want to do here in the Ugly Coyote before taking off towards the Concord? Uh, the, 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 what's it called again? Passage of Respite. I mean, we get up at 7 and it leaves at 8. I need at least an hour and a half, two hours to get ready. <laughs> I see you wake up earlier than that. <laughs> All right, we wake up at 6. <laughs> Jules got to take his morning poop for two hours. <laughs> Scroll Twitter. I, uh, <laughs> I just Googled what a Jasper gemstone looks like, and I'm pretty sure I had one of these as a kid. Ooh. They're pretty cool. They're a, very cool. A blue one, specifically. I think this one, when I was looking at it, I saw red. Now, that's what I was thinking. was like yeah. this red uh, Jasper. There was a slight translucence to the last two gemstones you went on. Uh, this one does not have that. It's a solid, solid stone. Um, there are a few of those out there. It's, 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 it's really cool. Like, you're seeing these things constantly orbiting the Citadel in the slow movement, these different colored, brilliant uh, gemstones that st- stadium-sized. Um, they're always in orbit. It's, 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 it's kind of amazing. Like, it's what you see is like stars in the, in the midst of this ethereal fog that always surrounds the, the great diamond upon which the city is built. It's pretty sweet. It's that's, really cool. That's really cool. It's um, a really, really cool the, idea. The blue ones are better. Well, too bad. <laughs> That's a red one. <laughs> uh, as as far as the game goes, um, Zebulon's just waiting up for waiting up for Jules. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Jules just comes down down the stairs, just 
slowly. You know, not not really a whole lot of emotion on his face. Yeah, just uh, kind of just kind of ready to get down to business. Zebulon's watching him uh, wordlessly. I guess he's just kind of waiting to see how Jules is doing. He doesn't want to doesn't want to pester him, but he's obviously concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Jules is Jules is just open to doing what we're doing. You know, I, I don't think. I don't think it's something that Zebulon really needs to worry about too much. He's just ready to do what we got to do. Jules, you uh, need a hand with anything this morning, or um, no, no, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I think uh, j- just ready to get this done. Before we leave, Jules, um, there was something I've been I've been thinking about it. Is, is it okay if I ask you ask you a question? Yeah, of course, Zeb. Of course. What do you... What do you know about... Demons? David, what do I know about demons? Huh. I guess it comes down to how much you want to reveal. You know this. Your parents were a part of some larger organization. And they were somewhere near the top of this organization. Mm -hmm. You know, this group was known as the... uh, Oh, was it the cult of the fractured horn? Yes. They worship a particular demon. One that we actually have mentioned long before on this show, but never by name. This demon is known as Zolmate Shab. It is the horned demon that once did battle with Atash in the land of Ankaran Sangar and was sealed away. The greatest fall of the greatest luminary. And he is an idol to your parents. It is from him that your mother receives her dark magic and it is him that they were trying to give you to uh, through like all these occult rituals you spent growing up. You suspect... Like as a sacrifice? You're not sure entirely what their intentions were. You just remember all the, all the, all the different rituals they made you go through. You remember the darkness, the voices, that one roaring voice in particular... A voice that I think you may wonder if if it was Somate Shab. Open your eyes. The the other day you and you and Shelley were talking about demons like like you talk about roles. I only know about one, Zeb. And we better pray we never meet we never meet him. It's nothing but evil. Nothing but death, nothing but power. I mean, we're we're out here dealing with, you know, uh, brigands and bad guys and the worst that mankind has to offer. But you ain't seen the worst yet. You're not even talking about mankind. This is that's a whole new level. That that's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. As much as I hate to think about it, I think somewhere down the road we might have to face them. That's what we're really wrapped up in? Yeah. That's... That's reality. Huh. I'm... I'm not, I'm not gonna force you to continue with me. But... I guess this is... Quite the, uh... Unexpected obstacle, but, um... <laughs> we've gotten through some, uh... Tough times already, so... I guess let's, uh... 
keep it rolling. Thick and thin. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. How many more sayings can we come up with? <laughs> Dave, David, take it away. Easy, Chester. Just like, uh, if you like hand press down your shoulders, that'd be long. Um, somewhere way above. And Chester just says, Attaboy, Zeb. <laughs> I'm going to like this guy more and more every day, Jules. I think we're all one big family now. And I think as you mentioned family, maybe like Chester and you both kind of look around. See Fibro in the corner is still reading like he has been. Actually, at this point, I think he finally fell asleep, so he's just snoring uh, his head you know, on a book uh, on a table in the corner, um, just softly snoring in his own corner here. Uh, you also hear like another uh, uh, voice snoring very loudly and deeply from the back room. It's suddenly cut off uh, as Ader is forced awake by a, a very angry uh, Jeans, who's just like, Ader, I told you, no more of this sleeping past 10 o'clock business. Up now. You want to run a business? Got to get going in the morning. All right? Come on. Come on. Oh, oh come on. It's, I was up late again. This ain't fair. <laughs> it's like I'm arguing. The door opens up, and a bleary-eyed Ader just steps out, trying to, like, don an apron. Uh, as he steps out, you see Mulligan's over there, apron already tied, ready to go, hands washed and drying in the air as he's excited. Uh, just begin cooking again. Begin his prep for a new day. He wants to learn some new dishes. Um... You see the cherry delights, and they're just they're just getting along fine. I mean, there's definitely this lingering despair around them, always, but they do have something to do now, something to work towards, and they're doubling down on it. And that's kind of that's kind of the way I want it to stay. You know, let, let them take care of the other coyote, and we're gonna go out, and we're gonna fix it. Yeah, we're, we're gonna take care of this. And when it comes to doubling down, I think you also see a very eager Chester, eyes burning, staying beside you. Uh, Arrow slung on his back. He's just ready to go, whatever comes. You know, I, I told you before, you weaponize jewels. When you weaponize <laughs> jewels, you weaponize Chester. Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, I think you guys hear a, a, a knock at the door. Or, no, it's a saloon door. The saloon door, psh- <laughs> no one knocks. The first open. <laughs> you see, uh, Who is it? you see, Lady Dre, uh, in quotes, steps in. You remember this uh, broad shouldered and a husky woman with a sort of loose, colorful God's breath dress, um, big straw hat that you recognize anywhere. Uh, steps in the room and just says, "Well, hi there, folks. Y'all ready to go? Sorry, I knocked. I forgot it was saloon door for some reason." <laughs> That's okay. It was it was polite. <laughs> Um, um, yes, Mr. A, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, and, uh, hang on. So, <laughs> she, uh, reveals, uh, his, his, his usual tone, uh, Orange looks you over. So, uh, got a little trouble. Now, I just received word that I think I'll be all right to get through. I, I, you know, I got my hat and all that. No one really knows about my alter ego, right? Even the ones high up. Kept a good secret here. And Jules, I think you might be okay. I got a rip for you, got a rip for Chester here. But, Zebulon, I have a rip for you. But they're looking for you. Maybe tough getting you by. Oh, jeez. Now, I don't know if uh, we have some means of sneaking you on. I, I can't give up my hat disguise. I, I, need to, I need to stay incognito myself, but... Well, it just so happens. Yeah. What? 
Hey, yeah, Jules, Jules can do a thing. <laughs> I could do a thing. Do a thing. <laughs> and that thing is called... Invisibility. Wow, Invisibility. <laughs> we remember. <laughs> All no, at I, I just paused David because I said that and you looked like genuinely confused. Like, <laughs> wait, what? There's something you could do? I was playing the character. I was playing <laughs> okay, the character. Okay. <laughs> I can, oh I, I, can make, I can make Zeb invisible. Alright. That'll work. Sneak him on. Um, I, I can't believe they're going to do that to me. I, I can't believe I, they're going to... Actually, let me just make sure that I didn't expend it. Oh, no, I took a long rest anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> you took many long rests. Uh, you won't have it for later in the day, but you'll, have, you'll, you'll use it now, and that should be... I think uh, Oren's just nodding. Well, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Should have trusted y'all to have something up your sleeves. Um, as he's kind of like turning towards the door, uh, you see Aders as part of his sort of morning routine is sort of getting that crystal. He's, he's like, he goes up to his, uh, his, his crystal projector. Um, you know, the diamond still, I think he pulls out of his pocket, his little diamond chip. He slides into the slot in the back, sort of projecting an image. He sort of slaps it a few times and <laughs> sparks to life on the wall. Um, you kind of see this happening inside you and hear Chester kind of go, Hey, uh, hey Jules, Zeb, look at that. We know that fellow, right? And you all turn towards the the the, uh, the 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 image now projected on this sort of uh, uh, screen, sort of dropped on the back wall of the room, and uh, roll the video feed, audio feed. The morning jewel is filmed in front of us, a live studio audience. We hear this voice ring out. And we are once again staring at a, uh, a room uh, with luxurious uh, sort of fuchsia furniture. Uh, the small sort of table set out in the middle. There's, a, there's a, a singular large sofa where a dwarven woman in luxurious fuchsia robes matching the set uh, sits with a long pipe resting at the edge of her lips. We see two other chairs on the other side of this table. And we see two, well, one familiar figure and a new character, uh, sitting on the other side. And, and, and uh, first of all, Emin Rath, it's been a little while. Ah, Let's yes. talk about what you look like again. Ah, oh, yes. Well, let's begin with my illustrious topmost. <laughs> yes, it is the crown jewel of the <laughs> oh, Rath family. Everybody must have the top knot from top to bottom. So yes, I have the top knot, and then from there I go down to my coat, which is made out of Silver Hills leather, which is the best leather in the world. Yes, it's amazing. Very, very fine. And then from there, I have my little wooden shield, which I use because, again, I need to move fast for this large, bulky frame. But, uh, yeah. And then I have this massive long sword, which I use. It's not quite, uh, what is the word there? Um... Oh, I forget the word of the sword that knocks down legs of horses. What is it? The claymore. Yes, a claymore. So, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. It's similar, but a little <laughs> bit shorter. Yes, yes. So, yes, here I am. And I do have something new, which you may not be familiar with, but uh, oh. I want to get into that later. It's, it's, I, 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 I really dove into uh, culture uh, while I was in my uh, uh, Subsanko day. Uh, that was, that was, it's a long story, but we will touch upon it. But I have some some additions to my top knot, actually. Oh my gosh! Yes. 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 Um, 
I love this. I should I should uh, state here for the listening audience that uh, while Stephen and Jeremy unfortunately can't join me in in uh, in, in voice, uh, they are here laughing their asses off with their headphones on listening. So <laughs> it's just important to know. <laughs> um, and so we see and Rath uh, sitting there in his in his chair, and just beside him we see a new character and. and uh, uh, Mike, would you describe your character for us? I would describe my character as nondescript. My hair is neither long nor short. I would say that mostly I blend in. I would say I'm neither muscular nor doughy. I would say I'm neither tall nor short. It's critical that I blend in and I do not draw attention to myself. I have basic leather. Yes. Taking after the rough leather. Yes. And yes. I would say that my garments are primarily focused on hidden pockets. I have a lot of tools. All right. And I have a lot of weapons, particularly daggers, that I hide in my pockets. Hell yeah. I, I love this image of... And in the wrath, just so over the top with his bald head and white top knot and long coat and big sword. And then next to him is just this really nondescript figure. It's just like night and day. Uh, but it works so, so Either well. handsome or um, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I refer uh, my see uh, on the other side of the table. Uh, Fubo May, the dwarven woman with her long black raven locks, uh, takes a, a drag from her pipe and blows it out, sort of very soulfully, and turns towards the, the camera staring at her and just says, Welcome to the morning, Jewel. We start our days off brilliantly. Well, folks, I've got myself two handsome men in the studio today. Luminary, I'm wrath is back. And he brought his new sidekick. Uh, I'm sorry, your, your name again? It's Bink. Please don't call me handsome. <laughs> handsome and humble. I love it. I love it. <laughs> May I just say, he sounds like a uh, somebody from a familiar podcast that I listen to. I, 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 but I will not. I will not go there. <laughs> Uh, and actually, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, we already touched on uh, uh, Stomp, uh, who joined us in the show earlier on, uh, as a podcast. It is the Sounds Like a Search and Rescue mm-hmm. podcast, and we got lucky enough for his co-host, Mike, to join us as well. We got the full package here tonight, <laughs> folks. Uh, we're going oh, yeah. places. <laughs> um, yeah, we are so grateful you guys got to join us for this. Uh, just it's oh, always totally. a good time. Uh, so Fuel May just kind of uh, Nick takes on a drag, and then... Now, Mr. Emin Wrath, enough with the foreplay. What's with this talk of poachers and some Sanko, huh? Well, I just want to, to let everybody know that you may be familiar with the sad events of uh, the night market, where I just disappeared out of the blue. Well, I must tell you that I've been more or less resting at the edge of the town. Resting, keeping an eye on my two newfound allies, Zeb and Jules, but from a distance because I had other things to do. I had to look for the big old Ojo, and don't ask me to say his full name because there's just too much to talk about tonight. So yes, <laughs> I was there <laughs> daily, living in a yurt 
on the edge of town, resting, keeping an eye on these people. And at night, I would imbibe in the culture and the craft of the night market. But during the day, I would explore the dense jungle of Subsunko. Excuse me, I burped a little bit. (laughs) So yes, Uh, your question was in regards to the the people of the dense vegetation in the forest, and this this is a troubling, troubling event. So I must uh, tell you what I discovered. (sighs) Must we go there, Foo? Well, the people want to know. Emin Rath is going to talk of the town, the talk of all the world's okay. towns. I'll tell you, people are real excited about what okay. you're up to. And I'm, I'm guessing it's on some sunk that you met this tasty creature. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yes, absolutely. So, again, I would go out for daily expeditions, trying to find the big O. Uh, as you know, as a young child, I was abducted <laughs> from the Silver Hills. And I was trained in the ways of the citadel. And I was called out again to, to find the big O who has since vanished after an unfortunate event. Uh, so during my reconnaissance, that's reconnaissance, I stumbled upon a thick section of vegetation. And I was unfortunately ambushed by unseen group of adversaries. Hidden by thick forest. Yes, oh yes, yes, yes. Hidden by thick floor of forest. I quickly learned, as you mentioned, that this group was a fierce band of poachers and smugglers, loathed by the good folk of Subsanko. With a little more reconnaissance, their name I found out to be <laughs> the Snake Eaters. The yes, Snake Eaters. Yes. Why, I've heard the of the snake, snake eaters. eaters. Yes. They cross all the worlds, yes. don't they? From what I understand, yes, they do, yes. They're trade, regional subsanko fauna. Yes. Can you say that three times fast? Regional subsanko fauna. Regional <laughs> subsanko fauna. Regional subsanko fauna. Which is highly valued throughout the realm. So, yes, I was ambushed. Well, Amazing. I, I, I'm sorry Amazing. to amb- to to ambush your your comments, but I was ambushed myself, and that's where I, I met oh, my new protege Bink, which is here next to me, and uh, I I can't thank him enough for saving me because the snakeages deal in terrible terrible poisons, terrible craft. Poison, yes. you say? Yes, very deadly poison. Yes, and I think you're very lucky to have met me because I have a particular set of skills. Yes, do tell, do tell, do tell. Well, let me see. Please, please. Yeah, so my background is that of somebody who knows the insides and the outsides of the jungle as well as the town because I have a particular focus on obtaining goods as needed. And I also will sometimes help people out if they're dealing with snake eaters. Yes. And... All right, yeah, first it sounded mighty suspicious, but now that you're talking about helping people out, it sounds yeah. a little well, better. I mean, I wouldn't say that I was doing it as a way to be nice. Emonrath happens to have a lot of valuable possessions on him, and initially my thought was that I may 
abscond with some of those. Yes, yes. Uh, honey, we are, we are broadcasting this to a live audience. I just want to make sure you're uh, aware well, of that. I, I, I have to say, I, I have been checking my pockets recently. Just in case. <laughs> it's a, it's a love-hate really relationship. But with all... Gotta hit those Oz hard, huh? <laughs> but with all new re- relationships, you must be cautious until you become familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say that I've sort of given up on my, my current life and the circumstances that have happened that caused me to have to sort of change my alliances and friendships. And I thought that it would be a good idea to sort of move forward and get in with him and see what he's got going on. So, so far it's been a mixed, mixed bag right now. Hmm. What do you mean by that, my friend? Well, I'm waiting to get rich. Listen, I know it's been a little tight in the hammock, but is that, is there more to it than the tightness of the hammock? Well, I think that's one of the issues is that I'm not a hammock person, I'm a tent person. Ah, yes, yes, I see. Well, when you're in the jungle, you must do what you must do. But, yes. again, I thank you for everything you've done for me. And, uh, and uh, tell, tell everybody what you're doing now. Are you joining me? Are you learning the ways of the Citadel? I am joining you, and I'm learning the ways, and I'm also teaching you the ways of the dagger and sleight of hand. Yes, yes, which is very tricky, very tricky. Yes, it is. Yes, very tricky. Yes. Uh, Open a trade of skills. That's very exciting. Well, they will come in handy because, you know, my skills, his skills will come in very, very good use because we are on a new mission. We, we, our original mission is to find the big O, the big O. But now we must continue to infiltrate, disband. The so-called snake eaters, okay? Yes, that's what our mission is now, moving forward. Right, and Bink cannot throw. I'm trying to teach him how to throw a dagger. He throws, <laughs> I don't know, how would you say you throw? A Bink? Emin. Bink or Emin Rath? You. Emin Rath. <laughs> I'm not used to the dagger. I'm used to the sword and the shield. And ro- rolling on the ground when I need to, to avoid other daggers and things, but I've never thrown them. I've been on the receiving end of them. Which is tough. It sucks being on the receiving end of a dagger. Well, there's nothing wrong with knowing your way around a big weapon, am I right? <laughs> yes, true, true. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what big old, old, old what kind of What kind of discussion is this? Uh, it's hopefully explicitly <laughs> rated. Yes, yes, yes. I know it. Uwe just winks at you from across the table. <laughs> so you mentioned this uh, a deadly poison, yes. huh? Yes, and apparently it's derived from rattlesnake venom. Can you believe this? Rattlesnake venom. Likely. You... Rattlesnake? Yes, 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 which are very hard to find. I mean, you, you have to dig deep. They do not come out into the, the, uh, the air or the... Uh, the uh, upper ground of Subsanko. They stay deep, deep, deep. So you have to go deep and you find the, the snakes and you get the venom. And like... Oh! Emin Roth. <laughs> let, let me... Hold on, Emin Roth. Hold on do a you minute. Know, 
Hold on, hold well, on. I, I'm an expert in poisoning, so I'm trying to explain something to you. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting out of your way. Do you know that you do not need to find snake poison? I did not know that. Because I know how to make poison out of plants. Oh, damn. Really? Yes, I'm an expert poisoner. I see. So we can actually find some plants. Do you know what kind of plants we can find to get poison? No. Take a oh. guess. We probably shouldn't tell the whole the whole wide world how to make poison. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a really dangerous yes. topic. Well, to... Everybody should know how to make poison. Yeah. What if you need to kill somebody? My show might get shut yeah. down. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> there's, one, there's one twist to this story that I must mention. They have intertwined oh, the venom from Subsanko from venom from elsewhere and the venom that they have intertwined very very much like a strange DNA thing is from the world of God's breath rattlesnake venom from yes. God's breath you say yes so that I see so you're thinking this might be where these uh, these snake eaters maybe maybe working from at least another arm of this organization exactly. yes this may very well expand beyond Subsanko and and broaden out to the greater realm. So we shall see. But that is our mission at the moment. Wow. So any of you folks watching from God's Breath, you watch out for poachers in your jungles or your forests, whatever you have here. And, uh, yeah, be... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Damn it, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> now... <laughs> Wait, just have stretches, stretches out. Another drag and pipe, and uh... <clears throat> now I have one last question for you both before we go to break. And I really hate to ruin our fun with talk of tragedy, but the people will be wondering. Just last night, the speakers for the ancestors have acted on the will of the incarnates and finally made the heartbreaking decision to declare the deaths of all those lost on Tythos. This, of course, includes. The, the very man you were searching for, the primary suspect behind these terrible events, your former mentor, Hojin no. Yoshikatsu. Do you... I have not heard this. Tell me, do you feel like he's truly dead and gone? I, I, this is new to me. Again, I've been in my yurt world, and I have not had access to communications with the Citadel on a regular basis. This is impossible. Impossible. It's a, it's a travesty. I do not understand I will have to re reserve judgment. It could be an opportunity. Ah, it's too soon, Bink. Too soon. Sorry. <laughs> Some suspicious talk happening on my show. <laughs> Before any more crimes are committed, we should probably cut to commercial. But thank you both so much for coming on. You're very welcome. It's always good to see you, fool. Thank you for welcoming me. Oh, anytime, darling. Anytime. Thank you so much. And we're back. <laughs> we zoom out from this uh, this image, and uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys just watched. Goofiness ensues. <laughs> that was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Orin, Orin, or early Dre shaking her head, just like that show gets more off the rails every day. <laughs> <laughs> Danim and Wrath's been busy. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm in Wrath. <laughs> yeah, Ju uh, Ju <laughs> yeah, Jules is. I'm in Wrath. Wrath. Okay, I got. 
I got it now. I got it. I promised I won't fuck it up again. And how about that bank guy? Yeah. Where'd he come from? I don't know. This guy just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And just like... I don't know. It's kind of impressive, to be honest. I like his style of humor. <laughs> or, in, uh, or Lady Drace is kind of staring. And, huh. I don't like the mention of God's breath there. Poachers and the rattle. That's where they find the rattlesnakes, at least. Makes you wonder. Oh well, yeah, that's why it's named that way. Uh, like the poison. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't matter to us. We'll be skipping through quickly. Yeah, nothing to worry about. I'm sure we'll be real safe. <laughs> uh, you actually see Chester's staring out. He's still, his eyes are still locked on the screen, though now it's just playing an ad for Marfil Ironworks. Um, see Mighty Pig Man on the screen, just like, Bye, Marfil! Uh, just some silly... Uh, <laughs> uh, Chester's staring out with this sort of somber look to him. What's up, Chester? Huh? What, what's up? What's up? Did you... You hear that, Jules? I did. They, they declared them dead. I, I, I didn't know. Everyone? I mean, I guess I figured, but. <laughs> and yeah, I know when you when you actually hear it, when you actually face to face with it, it's different. I hadn't really, I don't know, processed. I hadn't really thought about it. It's so much has been going on. It's all happened so fast. I know. Trust me, I, I feel it too. But we got to keep moving forward, okay? Yeah. This is not going to end unless we keep moving forward. For everyone. Everyone we lost. For everyone. And he pushes his bow up a little tighter on his shoulder. He stands a little taller. And his eyes, looking almost close to breaking into tears, just, just immediately harden to warrior's eyes. He gives you a nod and turns towards the door. Zebulon's also looking, you know, really forlorn. They skipped right over the part <laughs> about how to make poison on a plant. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been so useful. Your names were also mentioned very briefly and never touched on. It was like so close, but so far away. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. He did mention yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, but, like, it's just Zeb, so, like, no one would really know, uh, <laughs> which I love. He said my nickname. He said my nickname. Saloon <laughs> uh, <laughs> door bursts open again. You see a panting Jean Franklin. <sighs> Sorry, I overslept. My bed was too comfortable. Oh, man, and here I thought we were going to have to go wake you up At manually. The pale moonlight. It was too comfortable and clean. I find that very hot to believe. <laughs> That's because you're an idiot. Now let's go. <laughs> Sorry, did you say cold and inhospitable? <laughs> <laughs> so I take it your group heads out. Um, yeah, the cherry so. delights. Uh, do you leave Fibro, Fibro sleep? Of course. Okay. The other two uh, step forward. I mean, like, I think Jean's actually stored in the back of the room. And she's kind of looking at you. She's still angry. I'm going to fix this, okay? She glances, her, her, her gaze turns from you. She looks over at Chester, then back at you. No one else, Jules. We lose no one else. You understand? We're losing no one. She nods and just keeps her eyes locked on you, and then finally, almost ashamedly, looks down towards the floor. 
Mulligan just has to between you. Uh, so, uh, pretty good food on God's breath. Don't worry, we'll bring some back for you. Oh boy, alright. I mean, Ader can make pretty much anything here. It's a specialty, but still, you know, authentic God's breath cuisine. Hey, we got you. Oh, alright. Don't worry. <laughs> Fibro snoring in the corner and Lady Dre just turns. Alright now, hang on. <clears throat> Alright now. Ready to go, sugar? Uh, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready, Spice. <laughs> thanks, hey, uh, yeah. thanks for the concern, <laughs> Jeans. <laughs> um, and you, uh, you work your way. Door opens and closes. Ader waves you a good goodbye. Um, shares a few passing words with with uh, Lady Dre, and you're back out in the streets. What are those few passing words? You don't hear them. You're too far away. Can I roll? Damn perception. It. Yeah, you can roll perception. <laughs> Fourteen. Uh, as you're kind of moving away, you just kind of hear from the back of the room where uh, where the two guys are speaking. Just like, no, no, yeah, I'm sure about them. Don't you worry. They're tough. They'll get you through. And Adre just, it just ain't their problem, you know. Uh, hang on, sorry. <clears throat> Just ain't their problem. I'd hate to see them get mixed up in something bad. But I like them fine. They're good folk. I'll do what I can to make sure they get back, all right? Yeah, Oren. Yeah. And uh, take care of yourself, too. I don't like the look in your eye. Okay, I'm satisfied. Yeah, and then they, 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 would start, they, they almost break away from each other then. All right, so I'll let you off the hook now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you monster. Um, <laughs> you guys step out into the streets of the Citadel. You begin to work your way up the trade disc hall once more. Uh, much happier mirror of a scene from a few days ago. And as, you, as your party just works around the crowd, people just running around cheering and applauding and, and just, just having a great old time. It's always a good time here on the Radiant Citadel. You... Uh, up the coil, up the coil, around two times, and you hit uh, just around where the uh, where the passive respite is. What's up, Steve Elm? Before we get too close, um, Jules, let's um, do you want to do the? And Zebulon makes like hand motions, trying to <laughs> somehow. Jeremy, the player, is very confused right now. I'm talking about invisibility. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Ze- Zebulon, <laughs> okay, Zebulon's thinking. Okay. Zebulon's thinking that he's maybe being watched as soon as they as okay. soon as they leave the ugly coyote. Okay, so yeah. All right, so I, yeah, as we leave the saloon doors, let's let's go into this shop over here. All right, let's go take a peek. Yeah, let's go right. uh, do a little shopping before we before right. we leave, huh? I, I ain't got some gold, but I think you got some less. So let's no, go. Sure. Let's yeah, go. exactly. All right. all right, all right, let's go. And uh, what shop are we going into, David? <laughs> There's a shop of a fine, uh, like zing, uh, sort of, sort of, uh, like, like dish, dishes, like china, mm, fine china. Perfect. Yeah, and you go in there, and there's all sorts of I'm sure flowery, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, there's no one in here okay, because cool. nobody wants that. So we're gonna act like we're looking at the shelves. Oh my gosh, customers! We're gonna. Oh my goodness! I've been hey, look, hey, look that way. Look that way. I have customers. What, what's that? What's that? Look, there's a bull. What? What? <laughs> what's that? God, why would you? Go? <laughs> What, what's that? What is that? What is that? Look that way. Roll me a check. 
A persuasion oh check. Hold on. <laughs> there's an old, there's an old lady I, I here. I clearly gave the help action. Fine, take the help action for the bull combat. Okay, look away. What's that? What'd you get? I got a 20. Dirty <laughs> 20. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. And I poke, I poke Zeb. When she turns around, Zeb goes invisible. Turns around. Oh, no. I lost a customer again. Sorry, he had to go take a poop. Oh, it happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna buy anything? And no, I, the, I just wanted to look, just window shopping. Oh. And then the bell on the door jingles as Zebulon leaves <laughs> the store. What the hell? <laughs> you guys leave. Thank you, bye. Oh, God. Uh, jumping on. Wow, this is quite exquisite. Oh, sorry, we have to go. Uh, you guys all leave. Uh, <laughs> um, Zebulon <laughs> is no longer with you, uh, that you can see, but you know his presence is uh, lingering just behind or in front somewhere as you continue your way up. Now, actually, as you're reaching, you're passing the, uh, the, uh, as you're passing the Palace of Exile, uh, you do see, like, a number of shield bearers are kind of like, they almost, like, clock jewels, and they kind of look, eyes sort of narrowed. I kind of, I kind of move my hood a little more over my face. But they don't, their, their eyes are, like, looking past you and around scanning, and they seem to relax when they don't see a certain half-dragon with you. Did we just mechanically do a right thing? Holy <laughs> shit. And you see one more thing, too. Uh, you're reaching the passage of respite, which is like you see this kind of stairs leading down to that sort of open, uh, almost like like U-shaped crest of a of, of fossil, like the head of, the, of, of this of this ancient creature, whatever it may be, where the, the gems will move in uh, to be docked on. And as you're moving down the steps into that last spot, you see... Both of you, I'll say, with your passive perception, see a very familiar figure uh, standing off to the side of the stairs, still holding that bad arm. I didn't mention it uh, in the last few episodes, but, like, one arm is still totally dead. Um, everything Arhalan did was with his, like, his, his non-primary arm, just throwing people around. But you see Arhalan just standing and watching people moving by. Zebulon, you, you know your brother, and... I don't think you even need to roll to see just how tired he looks. Mm. I mean, you've never seen him so deflated, so small. His shield bearer armor seems to not fit him at all right now. It's something about his posture. He's just standing and he's watching everyone that passes by in the crowd, his eyes sort of wide and wild. But he does not see you. And I think, honestly, actually, let me ask you, uh, Jules... Mm-hmm. Are you going to, like, try to keep yourself... I mean, you, you clock him from far away. You could have the option of kind of pushing to the other side into the crowd to get around him. Is that something you want to do? Your cloak's already up over your head, you yeah. said. I, I think I'm going to try to avoid his gaze. Okay. I don't think I'm going to go through any extreme measures to do so. Okay. I mean, I have a writ. Yeah. Yeah, but you and need... And I'm with people that he has not seen before. Yeah. And, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm not worried about anything with Arhalan seeing me, but I would just rather him not. And you're still moment. one amongst many right now, so it's pretty easy for you to tuck right. you're behind some folks, behind a large crowd. You move past him. You see him just still scanning eyes, crossing every person, head moving back and forth. It looks like he's like, like, holding himself up, like like on a, a sort of post beside him, almost like he can barely stand on his own. And you move down the steps as the Jasper comes to dock. 
Uh, we'll skip the the line business this time, unless you guys want to have an extended role play scene in line again. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> All right, great. I, mean, I, I guess <laughs> it depends on who we see in the line. I mean, <laughs> you see nobody. Any interesting hairstyles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you. Uh, so you move forward, and actually, I should I should state uh, we did have that earlier scene. Uh, uh, we actually had intended to to potentially bring in our uh, our friends from Sounds Like a Search and Rescue podcast here. Uh, technicalities didn't really work out, um, so we're we decided to go for a little cameo instead, and hopefully we can get them in soon. No promises, uh, but yeah, we're trying. You we're unfortunately trying. do not see uh, Bink and Emmanuel in this line <laughs> as you begin to board the Jasper. Um, as you reach the top, if it's all very very by the book, I think like. Sabian, you sneak by. Uh, go and roll really a stealth check for the hell of it. See oh, great! Yeah, this couldn't go terribly wrong at See all. ones like Why does he it. need to roll a stealth check? Because it's funny. <laughs> if he fails, there's no reason. He's fucking invisible. All right. Well, that's definitely a pass. That's uh, twenty-seven. 26? You have the best seat already on the jewel. You're, you're, <laughs> you are you are already on it. You're comfortable. You were like the first person on. Skip right by the line. As a uh, you step on jewels. I think a hand, like like the hand of the uh, of, of the, the man in white, kind of uh, letting everyone aboard, sort of just reaches out, just like, oh, excuse me, uh, I don't believe you. And then uh, Aladre's just like, I want to take a look at this, honey. And he just snaps it, snatches a paper out of her hand, reads over it, eyebrows raised. Well, uh, 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 please, uh, after after you, sir. Uh, thank, thank you. He's staring very quizzically, like. Do you mean, ma'am? Uh, I went to talking talk to, talk to Jules. Oh. <laughs> I knew then he was talking to me. After you as well, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> so you guys all board the gem. Take your seats. And for the sake of sound effects, you <laughs> see the gem begin to rise out from the, the plaza as everyone's boarded. Uh, everything's secured. All the carts and uh, you know everything going to, to promise for the awakening festival is all, all ready and set in the middle stage of this great stadium Jasper jewel um, begins to rise from its place reaches about 500 feet away from the, the citadel proper and then flash of light uh, spreading out from the walls overtaking your vision and you are somewhere new as a jewel descends down in the <laughs> yes, the gem walls spread open you look out and you're basically resting at the top, you have another one of those small like stages, sort of stone stages set up for the jewel to sort of come down on a big sort of ramp leading up to the door and everyone starts to funnel down, funnel off I think you guys were pretty early on so you guys all climb down slowly amongst the crowd that spreads out around you and starts moving down a, a sort of dusty trail moving down the hill despite the fact there's a great festival here there's not as many people as you expect coming to God's Breath it's uh, it's not as full as you'd think it would be you're like looking you're standing at the top of this hill looking down amongst many other rolling hills around Lady steps down you know actually before I get to this before we get to the meat of this, I want to bring up one thing. It's something I've been meaning to bring up for a while now, and I just keep never finding the time. Never really works out, but I think it's kind of important. I'll be quick. A while back, maybe like twelve episodes ago, 
I gave an inaccurate uh, description of, of, of the way the book portrays these worlds. Uh, misunderstanding on my part because in the book they're not necessarily worlds they're simply uh, various civilizations that could take place in the same world or a few of them on the same world some on different worlds it's 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 very kind of up to interpretation but there's basically just uh, various uh, civilizations connected via this and the distance between them physically could be whatever I had the impression it was all just different worlds and so I made some complaints about the sizes of these worlds relative to what I think they should have been um from my perspective for this story they are separate worlds and they are essentially separate uh demi planes you would say each world essentially exists on like a sort of sort of a a plane um not really a round sort of world we're flat earthers here i guess yeah so the earth is flat yeah of course God's earth is flat, um, <laughs> and I will not take an argument. Uh, basically, these, these sort of flat planes extend out uh, in every direction, almost in a giant circle. Uh, and every world follows the same pattern. And at the edge of these planes, you see like an ethereal mist, much like that, that covers you know, the ethereal plane where the diamond is from, where you guys just came from, uh, borders each world. So it just kind of, each world sort of vanishes into the ethereal plane. Uh, traveling beyond that point, you'll just kind of get lost, and no one really does. It's it's very dangerous to move past the borders of each world. So interesting. Yeah. God's breath is flat, and <laughs> gems spray us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. If you weren't maxed out on buttons, you might have gotten one right now. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Wait, there's a max. There's three, unless Jeremy sings. Apparently, <clears throat> then, then you get four. Uh, <laughs> you fucked that up. I did. I did. <laughs> I just didn't say anything. Uh, but yeah, so each world's a flat circular plane, vanishing into ethereal mists at its edges, um, fading into the ethereal plane that lingers between all worlds. That's that's all I want to say. Uh, my interpretation, not the book's interpretation. I was wrong. Sorry, writers. You guys are amazing. Uh, keep it up. So. Where'd the music go? There it is. <laughs> keep that in. <laughs> Patience, Jeremy. Oh, Patience. <laughs> as, you, uh, as you step down, Lady Dre just turns back to you. Now, now, let me give you all the tour. And uh, she kind of spreads her arms out in front of her. And you look down over these verdant rolling hills with large expanses covered in uniform lines of farmland. There are a number of these patches you see where there's no green to be seen, just the, the brown of broken dead soil. Fences run between barns and houses that dot these hills. And a few of the, uh, the closest dwellings you see that look worse for wear, possibly abandoned, just like spreading out here and there uh, on these hilltops. And Lady Dre just says, this here's the ribbon. And, uh, oh, that way is Nightwater Cove. You see a short ways to the south of where you stand, uh, there's a, a, a large bay, nearly closed in by a, a ring of land and a few islands that spread out across the water, uh, sort of in the midst of this. Um, you see colorful buildings are dotting these islands, seemingly raised on stilts high above the water. Uh, while... Beautiful in the shimmering light of the sun, there's this, this off-putting darkness to the cove's water. At the furthest points you can see, it nearly looks like an inky, inky black. I'll say, like, like to everything you see around you, there's this, this strange feeling to all of it. Like, And this is coming from an arachnophobe here, but I'll say that God's breath, it feels akin to looking at a fresh spiderweb glinting with morning dew. It's, it's also so raw and natural in its beauty. But there's this lingering feeling of, of something ever-present. Some creeping dread. A predator in the shadows. Just out of sight. Waiting. 
Somewhere far at the edge of your vision, you can see, like, woods and fog. And that, that there is promise. And Lady Dre just breaks from this, this, this thought, this reverie, pointing down at a town resting just, uh, just, just a short ways from you. It'd be like a, a half mile um, right at the sort of the edge of that bay. Festival of merriment, music, and a constant low singing echo up to greet your ears. This sort of rough... Uh, various sort of cuts, different songs sort of blending together in this You can't make out the words but you find this sort of united uh, uh, many voices sort of sort of gathering together in some, some beautiful, beautiful song. Though rustic and simple in appearance, Promise looks to be more city than town at this point. While its buildings are relatively small, few looking to be larger than two stories, there are a great, great many of them. You see dirt roads between buildings packed with moving, dancing, chattering figures, horses trotting between them, pulling wagons down the larger thoroughfares. You see colorful cloths and banners running along every roof, window, and balcony. A large wooden fence circles all this activity with gaps here and there to allow entrance. And you also see there's an open plaza on the town's northeastern edge and along the edge of the Nightwater River that cuts a clue promise and runs into the nearby cove. A mess of colorful carts and celebrating figures can be seen uh, resting in this plaza. And it's from here that the majority of the sounds of festivities seem to resonate. You could see a, a choir of God's folks singing in low tones, their voices mingling and into a constant rhythmic thumb. So I, uh, I take it you guys are heading that way. It's really age race sort of gestures like, Well, I don't know where Kiana's at. As you know, she kept a secret, but... I'm known to the people around here. They think I'm a, an off-world's merchant. So, uh, I'm a little popular. <laughs> Not like Oren is. I can ask around. <laughs> well, I, I suppose we should, um, follow your lead. Yeah, you're, uh, you're the one that knows this place. Well, alrighty then. Enjoy the festivities. I want to get down. I'll start asking around town, see what I can find out. You guys just enjoy yourselves. I'll find you. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Don't we'll, worry. We'll just um, we'll just go off on our own and explore uh, explore this new world. And uh, you guys begin to move down the hill. Um, there's a short walk, and I think as you get closer and closer, the singing gets louder and louder. You can start making out words. It's like snippets of song, uh, talking about various like little stories. It sounds like like people, uh, stories of people who had lived here, people who still live here, uh, stories of, of the land's history. Um, told in small songs that like kind of combine together to create this larger uh, uh, full song that encompasses everything that's ever happened in the world of God's Breath. Lady Dre kind of looks back. Oh yeah, I should probably explain. This here is what's called the Awakening Song. Kind of the whole point of the festival. We all sing about our collective history together. Sort of answering each other song for song and telling our stories so the gods may hear it and hopefully return. Remembering what they left behind. It uh, sounds futile, I know, but... Well, I love a good story. Yeah, every place has got their traditions. I don't judge. And uh, you guys push down towards the town. Um, as you get closer even more, the, the smells of roast rabbit and hog, hominy, rice and gravy, and corn prone greet your, greet your noses. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, you can see figures just in colorful attire dancing uh, around every corner. And Lady Ray uh, finally reaches the gates of town, looks back. Now I got some gone tags in town I'm going to go speak to. Like I said, y'all enjoy yourselves and don't worry. 
You're going to stand out pretty well. I'll find you just fine. All right, we'll see you around then. Um, on the tip of her straw hat, she whips around, turns away. You see people go, somebody in the corner, Lady Dre, yeah! Oh, Lady Dre, yeah, how you doing? Hey, Lady Dre! <laughs> like, people are just so excited. Uh, and she's just running around, giving hugs, high fives, and just moving away from you. And you stand at the, uh, at the gate of, of Promise, these great sort of wooden buildings uh, standing in front of you, or two stories or so, not great, but just many, many buildings, many people. Uh, you are staring at just like this crowded, crowded thoroughfare. Um, a lot of the smells and singing are, are resonating to you from uh, an area to the uh, area to the east of where you stand uh, as you're moving in from the south, where um, just sort of at the, the pretty close to the front of the town, there's an open plaza that you saw from above that you know a lot of the festivities are mostly focused on. Well, I guess uh, we should probably head to the center here as well. I'm down to experience the local culture. I mean, Lady Dre said that we should uh, explore. What do you think, Chester? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Does anyone care what I think? Because this place no. looks... All right, fine, fine, fine. Yes, let's go. Sure. You guys are pushing through town. Um, I think, like, the locals are... are, are you know that they're, the people of God's Breath are not entirely happy with the situation with the Citadel. They don't like the idea of this sort of centralized government sort of uniting all their worlds. They're very, very fiercely independent. That being said, they love to show off their home and culture to anyone coming to buy. And I think as they see you, um, there's a lot of just, yeah, how you doing? Huh? Come on, hey, come here, come here. A lot of high fives and just like, just, people are just weirdly friendly. Super friendly. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> What's going on? Hey. Um, as you kind of get closer to the uh, to the to the, the, the plaza, um, suddenly a little girl in a pink dress just dances in your way. Uh, excuse me, uh, would y'all like a dolly? Oh, 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 what? Y'all want a dolly? And she kind of reaches out and she's got these little straw dolls. Um, and she's like, she almost like like pulls up a, a, a little like like uh, crate beside her. She kind of reaches down, and sort of drags it out in the middle of the road. People are hey, hey, moving around her, and she starts pulling up these small uh, straw figurines of various like looks like God's folk uh, dressed up in their sort of local attire. Sure, yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take a few. Y'all want one of yourself? I can make one of you. Oh well, that would be <laughs> that would be swell. Uh, seven copper pieces, and I, I'll, I'll make it, and you can come back. That that sounds great to me. Yeah, let's let, let's call it a deal. All right, y'all want one too? Yeah, we'll 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 take one. Take she, one. I'll take one and and one of the chests here too. She's just up and down. All right, yeah, I I and, can do that. And, and you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'll chip in for uh, for John Franklin here too. One for each of us. Yeah. yeah. I don't need a dot. Well, you're gonna get it. All right, fine. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's like looking around with this absolute distaste at everything he's seen around him. Just, ugh, ugh, ugh. Come on, you smell John. that food. It's terrible. Ugh. Just, just give it a, give it a shot. <laughs> also, everyone's friendly to you. Everyone who sees John Franklin gives him a wide berth. Like nobody, he just puts off this very off-putting air, especially to these friendly locals. Uh, he just does not want to be there. Wait, um, wait. He he puts off or off puts? Yeah. <laughs> Zebulon slaps him on the shoulder. You know, Jean, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot easier of a time if you just um I mean relax a little <laughs> Relax a little. Do you see where we are? I mean honestly, there's no culture here at all. These buildings are made of stone and there's horses in the streets. That horse just shat. 
John, John. I could see it, shit. Don't look. What? Don't look through these people. Look at them. There's culture all around. All of this. It's so rich. No, no, no. I'm rich. <laughs> I knew that that's where that was going the instant you said it. These people are clearly the opposite of rich. That's why they're here in this backwaterville. But it doesn't matter. We're here for a purpose. You know, uh, what? Just because it's not your culture doesn't mean it's not just as meaningful. You could learn something from these people. I think I... before we leave this world, you're going to get into this place. <laughs> you're going to like it just a little bit. His arms are folded looking at you, just like, well, we'll see about that. Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys continue to move. As you step uh, uh, just a little farther beyond the uh, the girl, I think she exchanged her name. She uh, says, uh, as you're going, like, oh, my name's Hannah, by the way. If y- y'all want to find me, I'll be right here, okay? Th- thanks, Hannah. Have fun. Um, and you move away. You, you, you move uh, into this great sort of open plaza where you see, like, down to the south, there's this open stage. You see a number of people dressed in these similar uh, uh, sort of purple garbs are, are singing. Um just constant different songs but they sort of mingle together note by note uh just as an actual well everyone in the town is singing these snippets these people seem like they're the official kind of choir of the awakening festival kind of in this non-stop thrum of just singing 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 and as you make out the words you hear more and more little micro stories of different people who were and are and maybe even stories of, of, of people growing up and what what they might do in this crazy world uh, I'm not even sure how these stories are chosen, how these songs are made, but it's really quite something. Uh, you're standing there just looking around at all this, all these people just like so delighted and excited. And I'd like you to make a perception check. Ooh. And you may make one for your... Both of us? Yes, everyone, sidekicks included. Uh, Chester doesn't have a bonus to perception, right? It's just flat. Uh... No, he does. He has a plus two. Okay. Actually, there's a plus four. Oh, shit. So he had a 30-20. Okay, great. Jules got a 13. 13. 19 on the die, so 18 for Zebulon. And uh, 17 for Sean. Okay. So, actually, Jules, you're taking in all these sites. I imagine the song is really kind of drawing you in. Um, and you don't really notice this, but... As you're looking around, I think Zebulon, Jean Franklin, and Chester's eyes all kind of fall on something a little off-putting. You see, amongst all these folk dancing and running and just just generally just 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 like cheering and having a great time, there's a few folks who are just standing still, weirdly still, and it's this that makes them stand out from the crowds. They look to be God's folk like the rest, with their dark skin and curly, sort of dark, or, or, or either dark brown or black hair. But their leather armor and hunting gear distinguish them from the, the farmers and villagers abound. You see that their belts are, are lined with knives and holding sheathed scimitars. You see bows and quivers hanging from their backs, much like Chester's. And you see that their garments are torn and dirty over their armor. Standing still amongst the moving, bustling crowd, heads down, and straw hats covering their faces. They could be scarecrows. 
unmoving and silent. They stand at the edge of this plaza just beside a rather strange wagon carriage. Large, block-shaped, heavily reinforced. The kind of wagon one might use to store dangerous cattle or something worse. Jewels excluded. You guys do anything? Um, I feel like Zebulon probably notices that Jules is looking in the other direction and he sharply elbows him. Jules, hey, what, what, what do you think? What do you think some of those guys over there? The hell? It just, something doesn't look right. Oh, something's definitely not right. Does anybody else around us? A ton of people are around you. People no, are constantly moving between you and them, so you're kind of losing them for a second and seeing them again, still unmoving. Does anybody else around us seem to notice? Uh, you start to see people stop and look kind of quizzically at them here and there. People are like, you know, a lot of people are just caught up in the reverie and they're not really seeing everything around them, but there are a few that stop and kind of there's some whispers. What is this? What's going on behind you? I will say you see one man kind of like looking sort of concerned, just, just starts, starts to move towards them. I think uh, as he moves towards them, Jules is going to kind of start wrapping around back. Okay. Just kind of just kind of slowly walking, kind of getting a different angle. All right. So you're moving kind of around the back of the, of, of the wagon, basically, toward, yeah, towards so the it's edge. Still, it's still wide. Moving towards you the know. edge of the plaza in a wide so Just more arc. like, yeah, like I said, just more kind of getting a, a different angle on it. I'm going to say Chester's going to see you, clock you, and start moving along with you. Mm-hmm. He's got his bow. He's kind of like, he doesn't draw it because he doesn't want to look overly malicious here, but he's kind of like got his hands on it as he's moving around beside you. Zebulon, what are you doing? My my initial thought was to be a little more confrontational, but seeing Jules and Chester go off into the background, I also think Zebulon's going to find a place to hide behind a, a, a barrel or a, a bush or something. I think it's just watch and wait. We, we don't know this world. We don't know these people. Yeah. Um, you guys start to move away and jump right. What? 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 They're they upsetting you. Just say something. About, excuse, excuse me. You're hey, there. Hey. Excuse me. He starts to. You're, you walked away. <laughs> Christ. And he begins to like march up towards them. You see the other guy that's walking kind of stops and looks over at him. Uh, kind of like picks a step back. Uh, letting Jean Plain take the lead. As he kind of moves right up uh, towards these figures. I call foul, David. <laughs> I can call always, foul. You can always count on Jean Plain to forward foul. the story. Everyone walked away for him. I had to do something. He's uh, He gets about halfway to them. And as he's yelling, you do see, finally, some reaction. You see their eyes as their heads snap up. You see eyes that are filled with blood that just can't seem to spill out. Instead, it just seems to swirl and churn in place. Jules, you were moving behind this thing, and you and Chester both noticed something else at the same time, something very disturbing. You notice that the bar locking the back of the wagon has already been removed. And just as you see this, the men sort of standing at the wagon side open their mouths in unison and just let out this bestial war cry. One of them takes a scimitar from its sheath and begins to smack at the back of the wagon hard, rapidly, hacking 
The crowd around you suddenly just goes quiet, plunging into silence. The choir stops singing. Everyone's eyes suddenly turn towards this moment, this scene. And as the singing stops, you all watch as the wagon door drops open, pushed by some force inside. And in the new quiet, you hear a sound. A loud rattling. The folks around you begin to break away and scream. It's a gigantic 30-foot-long rattlesnake slithers out of its confinement, its ravenous eyes falling first on Jean Franklin. And it hisses. And we'll call it there! song as well actually oh, you want to know the song it's a beautiful absolutely all the world want to know it's the a song. beautiful subsongo folk song that i memorized during my time there now there's two parts so it's very very simple uh, I, I must have everybody participate so your part is oh 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 okay can you do that can you repeat after me uh, i can do that oh 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 yeah let me hear it Oh, 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 Okay, oh. one more time with the motion. Oh, 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 Okay, perfect. Oh. Now, stop. Now, ready? Here comes the song. Here we go. <clears throat> so, song, go, go. Oh, 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 oh. So, song, go. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. Perfect, that's beautiful. I love it. That's the folk song. It's just wonderful. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole yes, song. Yes, it's culture. Yes, it's, it's culture. <laughs>